Welcome everyone to the Real AT Podcast. My name is Rob Killian. I'm Ashley Jenkins. And I'm Brent Hoker. We're glad to have you guys here today for our inaugural podcast. Um, we apologize. We may not know what we're doing, but we're going to roll with it and go with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to roll with it. Got fake team making. I was just thinking that. So, uh, sometimes as athletic trainers, we have to uh, fake it till we make it. you got to keep a straight face on and be like, oh my gosh, what just happened? <laughs> Kind of a great poker basement. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about today's episode because this is really just, you know, we entitled it Humble Beginnings, and then that just kind of came up and really is to introduce ourselves to you guys um, and kind of where we came from and answer a couple questions, really answer the question of why. Um, and so, you know, I'll put that out there to you guys. Why the heck are you here? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of go through some introductions. I'm Rob Killian. Um, this whole podcasting was kind of my idea. I've been tinkering with the idea of doing a podcast for like... It's like a year now. It's like been a year since I've wanted to do a podcast. I was doing a podcast with a couple buddies from college, and we were watching horrible TV shows and reviewing the episodes. So we were watching TV shows that we loved when we were kids, and we've now gone back to as adults. How did that go? It was so fun. <laughs> it was so so. We watched Heroes. I don't know if you guys watched I've Heroes at all, but we we loved it as a kid. It was kind of like that first introduction to superheroes and stuff, and it was the best show ever. And we watched it now, and every episode is so negative because the show is horrible. It's just poorly written and it's awful. But then I got to really old, right? I know what show you're It was in 2006, so like I was pretty young still. I wasn't even in high school. I may have had a kid by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after we started doing that, I was like, I think I could do this and talk about my job, and I think I would really, really enjoy it. And I think I could get a couple of my coworkers on, and we could just talk about the profession. And I dragged my feet on it for like a year. And finally, kind of in a National Athletic Training Month, which is kind of where we're ending now, um, I just decided to do it. I sat down and I wrote a couple episodes, and I've trashed them all at this point. I'm not using any of those scripts anymore. But I sat down and I did it, and now we're here. Um, but that's enough about that. I'm going to tell you about who I am. Um, we like tangents. Yeah, tangents. Tan- this is going to be normal. This is going to be normal. This is about our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. You want to do a plug for your old yeah. podcast? Um, so again, I'm Rob Killian. I grew up in St. Charles, Missouri. Um, currently we're working here out of Florissant, Missouri. Um, so I, I didn't make a ton of moves in terms of distance for my job. Uh, but I went to a small university about 45 minutes outside of Chicago called Olivet Nazarene University. It's an NAI school. And I loved my time there. Um, and we're kind of going to go into like, what made you choose athletic training? I honestly had never had any experience with with an athletic trainer. I went to a small private school for high school. We did not have an athletic trainer. I never had exposure to visiting athletic trainers. Never. So we're assuming you were an athlete. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't a talented athlete, but I did play baseball. Um, I was not talented, no. We're putting quotations around. Played. <laughs> I watched a lot of baseball. Um, Kept that I, had, I had a uniform, but I did a lot of watching. Um, but that's okay. Um, but I didn't know anything. So in, the, in my senior year of high school, we had to do a project about 
what you wanted to do when you went to college. It was really important for them, for us to have a plan when you go into college. So I waited until the very last second to do the project. I knew I wanted to go to Olivet because my sister went to Olivet, my dad went to Olivet, and my grandfather went to Olivet. So I was going to be a generational student. Yes. So I knew that's where I wanted to be. So I got on the Olivet website. I looked at majors and just so happens that athletic training happens to be in the A portion. <laughs> so you're saying you play Russian roulette? I played Russian roulette with majors. Now, granted, I was not committing to being that. It was just, what are you interested in? So I, I picked that. I did the project. How far down the list did you have to look for athletic training? Not very far. <laughs> I think it was maybe like, so the, so it was like the seventh or eighth major on the list. So I clicked on it and I was like, man, I like sports. I'm not great at sports, but I would love for sports to continue to be a part of my life. So I reached out to Brian Haima. He's the program director there. We talked, he met with me and I decided I was going to try. Um, and school was never my strong suit. So he mentioned that, Hey, athletic training is not easy. You know, it's a struggle. It's really, really hard. It's very time consuming. It's very demanding. And I was like, at that moment had so many people try to sway me away and say, Rob, maybe it's better for you to go to a JUCO to get your associate's degree. Maybe it would be easier for you to just do some easier schooling at first. At that moment, I was like, nope, I'm going to do this because it's going to be hard. And I want to prove all of you wrong. Whether it was teachers, you know, whether it was peers, my parents never doubted me. Um, as they shouldn't. As they shouldn't, no. But, you know, you hear stories sometimes about parents that they're trying to get you away from that and, they're just looking out for you, but they never doubted me. Um, so I went and I did it. And intro to athletic training, I got a B minus. And I was like, oh, no. I don't know if I can do this. But I talked with the program director. He accepted me into the program. And from that point on, from the second I started clinical rotations and the second that I started doing my schooling, there was no chance that I was going to do anything else ever. Like that, this was the thing for me and I really struggled. I struggled a lot. I was on probation throughout my entire athletic training, like schooling, but I had program directors that believed in me. I had people supporting me and I made it. I made it. I'm here. Congrats. I'm I'm a certified athletic (laughs) trainer. I'm a certified athletic trainer and um, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I went way further into my life than I thought I was going to. I learned a lot about you, but I've known you for the last, like, what, three years? Three years, yeah. It's amazing that you find yeah. that you just talk and listen. Yeah. But then, you know, it's, it's cool because I think, I think the, the determination and desire to help and be in this profession is what makes the athletic trainer, mm-hmm. you know, and I may be crucified for saying it's not about the education, but it's more about the person. We all get the education and it's very, very important being healthcare providers to make sure we are providing the best care for our athletes, but it's okay to struggle. And through that struggle, your hard work brought you to where you are now. And it's amazing, you know, pat you on the back, the work that you're able to do. And it's not because you did great or you got C's in college. It was because of the type of person you are. And I think that's really Sometimes we miss that from the athletic training standpoint that the, you know, the, the, yeah, we have to be people, people, you know, and yeah. sometimes schooling gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I commend you for using your uh, support system too and like having a support system to get you through the program because 
I know some people, athletic trainers, other professions, that it's like, I can do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. And some of my best friends in the world I met in college in athletic training, um, I, and I still keep up. I went to one of my one of my cohorts uh, from college got married this weekend. I was able to go to Indiana and share that with him, and I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And like, just those relationships are so huge to continue to have even after graduation. It's yeah, it's incredible. Hey, we're a small network. It's a small world. It really, really is. So, and unless we grow the people that listen to us, we will probably know 99.9%. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I get yeah. yeah. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Um, Thanks for liking this episode again. <laughs> well, it, it's funny, like, and I won't go into Ashley's story, but I guess of the three of three of us, I'm probably the only one that knew I wanted to do athletic training. You had no clue. And neither did Ashley. So it's like, man. So, I mean, I guess Ashley yeah, was. So, um, Again, I'm Ashley Jenkins. Um, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. I did have experience with an athletic trainer. I actually went through three of them in my high school career. Um, Just, I mean, the first one had been there for years. Uh, I decided to start sports my sophomore year. And he finished up with his last year and decided to move on in his career. Um, The second athletic trainer came in. He was great. And then he left and... Then our third athletic trainer came in. It was the only female athletic trainer. And um, she started this like an unofficial sports medicine club. And I was not involved with it because I was a three-sport athlete. But I, or three-season athlete. But um, That's two more than Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Got you beat there. I would argue um, it could be three more than Rob. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write the bench. Okay? <laughs> I actually participated. Um, but no, she... I actually got to talk to her. I was in there for some shoulder injuries and ankle injuries. And um, she actually, I don't know, maybe it's because I was just in there so often. So we got to talk and I got to learn about what she was doing. And I feel like that's what planted the nugget for me. Um, I went off to the University of Kansas. uh, That's the fall of 2012. And was double majoring in journalism and developmental psychology. And, um, yeah, it's, um, so that quickly changed my first year. I dropped and added majors, double majors, minors. And then I was like, this isn't it. So I started looking around, um, exercise science. I thought about doing pre OT, pre PT. And then I found athletic training, I met with Philip Vardaman, who was the program director at the time, and Rob, like you, I was told. I love Phil. I love Phil. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Wow. Oh, yeah, because he's at K-State now. Phil, he's I would love for you to listen to this podcast. But, oh, my God, I was like, wait a second. What? Dr. V, he's great. He was better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have the same hair? hair. We do. We do. All of us together. <laughs> Um, he told me how athletic training is in the program and he scared the crap out of me. Like he told me it was a lot of work. He told me I would definitely have to add a fifth year onto my education and kept a straight face. And then I went home and cried in my dorm room. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I felt like a failure, honestly. And then I checked myself and I'm like, everyone's timeline's different. This feels right. Um, I was actually in the intro to exercise science class that semester in that following week. He Phil came in with a bunch of current athletic training students and they talked. And I was like, that is what I want to do. 
So I went to my advisor, changed my major for like the 30th time, <laughs> and uh, I got told that I wouldn't get into the program. So that gave me the drive that I needed. Um, I actually enrolled for the following fall, like I got into the program, which is what you were not supposed to do. You were supposed to enroll like you didn't get in. <laughs> and I just hoped that my application was amazing and they accepted me which they did. I almost got into a car wreck because I read the acceptance email while I was at a stoplight. Do not read emails and drive. So I was so excited. <laughs> One of my brothers was in the car with me. I got so excited. I took my foot off the brake. <laughs> and we started to roll into traffic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no one got hurt. Thankfully, I got to the program and it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, a lot of hours, but a lot, met a lot of great friends. This summer, I went to the wedding of an individual that actually um, decided to transition out of athletic training and major in something else. But it was just nice that we still have that bond with her from that first year in the program. There were, Half of our class was there. It was one big reunion. It was like we were in college all over again. It was very dangerous, but it was so much fun. <laughs> so then... Fast forward to my last year, I uh, knew I wanted to go to grad school, didn't really know where, kept telling myself I'd get out the Midwest. So, of course, I just went further east, but still in the Midwest and came to St. Louis. And I've been here ever since. That's right. I know that's what Ron, Ron actually introduced me to Phil. He said, you brought, you, you got a fast. <laughs> but he was trying to figure out who, because Phil, Phil's a trainer now. Yeah, he's a and so, um, Which was great, like, because uh, K-State was on board with getting the master's program, and so that's why he went over there to help. That's cool. Away. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he that he wasn't cool. ready for it yet, and so K-State did. And so who's that? Kansas now. So we had Susie Waring and Don Emerson, I think is her last name. Um, they were the program and clinical director, respectively. And then Susie transitioned out. Don stepped up as the program director. And then now I have no idea who's involved because uh, we transitioned to the master's level program. So I haven't gotten a chance to meet the staff in person yet. But I know they're doing some great things over there. I get all the Facebook notifications. Sweet. Well, Brent, tell us about you. Tell us about what mm -hmm. athletic training was like when you still had to use a knob to turn on and off your TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk about the BOC. We still had corded, still had corded phones. Yeah, corded phones. Okay. I, when I talk, when I think about Brent's childhood and like young adult life, I think of it as in as if it's black and white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's like, what is this one D one or D two flexion and extension for the upper extremity? I know I always forget, but I always. Just I really wish you guys. Could <laughs> see I always tell my kids, I'm like, you know, when your mom is in the kitchen and they have to answer the phone and then like cook dinner, I'm like, that's the movement you're doing. And they're like, what's a phone with a cord? <laughs> there are phones. I thought they were just cell phones and then like office phones. What was that movie? And like, I'm going to date myself. I think it was Pleasantville where it started out in black and white. Wasn't it? I don't I'm know. I'm going to go that. back. I love movies. <laughs> but wait, it like started in black and white and then they started to like turn the color slowly. So that was kind of, <laughs> that was my <laughs> Yeah, that's how I I'm not that old. So, um, did you? What BOC did you take? Did you have the? I took the the original one because I was in I was in the transition from the internship to the accredited um, the the curriculum route. So they were in that transition. So there was only a few programs oh. within Missouri that 
um, had received, you know, accreditation, and there's a lot of other schools that were going through the accreditation, but it was right in that kind of awkward transition, um, kind of similar to where we're at right now, transitioning to the masters, you know, to everybody kind of making, you know, uh, deciding which direction they're going to go. So, yeah, I had the old school. You actually had like fill out bubbles and use pencils. You know, I, I don't know if people know how to do that anymore. And Scantron sheets, and we had uh, we had the written stem, which you had a highlighter. That was like uh, from disappearing ink, as so you could highlight it and it would expose the answer. So, like, um, it, you find an athlete <laughs> lying face down, and you could say, "What's it would say? What's your next move?" And you'd say, "Roll them over," and you'd highlight it, and you're like, it would come up. The athlete has cervical um, spine fracture, and you, you yeah, it's unstable <laughs> now, and you just killed them, or they're paralyzed for life. Good job. I think yeah. I walked out of boards, though. Uh, so, so you could definitely kill somebody in the written film. Um, so it was, there was always that hesitation where we had a highlight. And then we had the, the oral practical where there was a board of, I, I want to say it was three or four. We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago um, at the D5 meeting. And I think it was four people and they asked you questions. And you go in, you talk about like pucker effect, like to the max. Because we're sitting there and there's a table of a bunch of supplies and there's a model sitting there. So there's another athletic trainer that was the model and they just sat there and looked at you and the people, the, the, the panel would ask you questions. So do, do a Lachman's, do a, a anterior, um, you know, femoral glide or, you know, um, or whatever it is, do a, a ankle tape job, do a shoulder rebound, including, you know, three or four evaluation techniques. I can't even remember if it was that long. That's ago. funny. So. That's how our observed tests were set up. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Well, so and the hard part was because I'm, I'm a people person. You guys know me. <laughs> I like to crack jokes I, and I can feel the room. And so like, I remember I got asked, I think it was a, um, it was an A, it was an A to P tibial femoral glide. Okay. It was, a, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It was A to P, but and I, I stick out because I did it, but I did it wrong, but I didn't realize I did it wrong until the next question was an A to P, um, um, a to P um, tibial femoral glide. So it was just the, the, it was the opposite direction. Well, it was the direction, it was the uh, tibial glide that I did the first time. Um, I, and my word is probably completely off. But I remember cracking a joke and everybody with a straight face. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's try this again. You know, the models probably, they're probably, I can't imagine. Probably no. laughing. If there's anybody listening that did that, I don't know how you didn't do it. You know, and, like they would have, you know, adhesive. Like uh, um, like uh, tough skin, um, but like they would also have uh, um, alcohol pad uh, alcohol pads for you clean the knee. Like if you're doing a McConnell taping job, um, I don't even know if they teach McConnell taping anymore. Um, I was but um, but they also had adhesive remover, so they're very big. Like make sure you're picking the right thing because you could put adhesive remover on the knee, and if you try to put you know cover on the knee, and it's going to stick. So it's. So yes, that's that's my experience, and it was like eight hours long. I had to drive thirteen hours to, I think, Columbus, Georgia, to take it. Wow! Um, but but it was good. I'm on campus. So where'd you go to school? I went to Central Methodist College, and so it's Central Methodist University. Yeah. And so um, I, unlike you guys, I knew I wanted to go into athletic training right in. Like that was that was it. But it's funny because I think, and maybe that's why we are why why we are where we are and maybe why our relationship is, is because they, every, somebody told us we couldn't do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I was a, I got a, a football scholarship 
says Central Methodist. Um, it was a small school. Uh, the, the great thing was they were, they were working, they were going through the accreditation process. Um, they were going to allow me to play football and go through the athletic training program. There's other um, programs, larger programs, um, you know, throughout the United States that I wanted to go and play uh, football for, but they either didn't have athletic training or I couldn't be an athlete and do athletic training. So, um, not that that's the only reason I picked Central. I, I love Central. It's where I met my wife. It's, you know, um, it's, it's got a lot of meaning to it. And, uh, gotta have Sandy on the podcast. We do. Sandy's gotta get on here. Get my kids. But, <laughs> you guys would be able to hear Six voices yelling. Um, but yeah, so that's why I went there. And I remember, um, Wade, or, uh, the program director, um, it was, I could do it, but it was very, very hard. And not a lot of people do it and I don't Wade you could correct me if I'm wrong I think I'm one of two football players that actually played football for all four years and completed the program he told me that a few years back um, and I got to meet the other guy um, and, you know, so that was kind of cool um, but yeah basically I was told it couldn't be done it was very very hard to do to be an athlete especially football um, because of the time requirements of it but you we know. did it and here we are and we're here we're doing a podcast <laughs> how many hours of sleep do you get because you clearly just manage everything so <laughs> I've never seen you where you're like I need to get some sleep like I've known you for like four years now three and a half years and like I've called you really late at night before and you're just like hey what's going on <laughs> Brent was scheduled to get back from Florida from a family vacation and he got home at like 4 a.m. and we had something going on the next day that I, I really could have called them about but I decided not to and he ended up calling me and it was like 7 a.m. I was like why aren't you sleeping he was like ah I'm at work I was like, you're at work. You got home from Florida. You drove straight through like three hours ago. You've been awake for 1,600 hours. Like, not 1,600 hours. I always say you can sleep when you're dead. That's how I live life. I am not that person. If I don't get a solid seven, eight hours, do not talk to me. I will say I don't sleep a ton. I So I have this the, the new cool thing with my Apple Watch where it tells me how long I'm in bed and like how long I sleep. I only average like five hours and 15 minutes of sleep at night. How long do you lay in bed? I actually, I'm not big enough. So my wife, um, who I love dearly, she's one of those people who can lay in bed. She can wake up at 8 a.m. and she can easily lay in bed until 1 o'clock. Oh, for sure. She's like that. So I'm, I'm not like that. I actually, so every morning when I wake up, I have to go to the bathroom. Like that's just how it is. So I cannot sit in bed. He's like, all right, I got to get up and go to the bathroom. And then I get up and I drink a cup of coffee and I start my day. I cannot sit in bed for very long. Yeah, it, it does. You go to the restroom, you get your coffee, then you go back in bed. No. Plan your day out, you know, meditate <laughs> a little bit, say some daily affirmations. No. Rub your dog's belly. Start your day. No. I'm not going to sleep, but there's only, I, I wish I had like eight more hours in the day too. So. <laughs> Like, I do enjoy sleep, and uh, Tandy can come on here and say, man, that dude's lazy. He sleeps all the time. Like, you know? um, but it's cool. Like, for us, like, I will, there will be mornings where I'm just, I'm tired, and I just want to sleep in, or I want, and, you know, and she'll get up, or there's other mornings where she's tired, and she's like, I just, you know, we, that's what makes marriage work. It's not a marriage counseling thing. But it's like, it's a give and take, and, and, 
it's, it's cool how that works. But yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't need a lot of sleep. Four hours. I don't get it. Maybe. I've never understood it. And what really screwed me was when Sandy was pregnant for like eight years straight. Is when, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, but you know, when, not that I, I know from personal experience, like having been pregnant, but they go to the bathroom a lot, so they're always getting up. And so, man, I ha- I have to get up. I sound like an old man. I have to go and pee in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Your bladder wakes you up in the whole night. That's right. Yeah, so it's um, it's cool to see. I mean, I think yeah, we definitely all have humble beginnings, you know. And it's you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't imagine, you know, looking back that we ever. I know I didn't say yes. I would be here sitting in this room doing this podcast with you guys. But the cool part is not you know knowing it back then, but being able to look back and see how our paths crossed, you know, and what took it, what brought us here. Oh, that's crazy. I remember when I interviewed to get into the athletic training program, I said I wanted to work at a high school because I wanted to reach the kids as early as I could. Then you go to the program, you have your various rotations. I had a lot of college rotations and I was like, I don't want to work for the college. That's all I want to do. Forget high school. And here I am. And I, I mean, you have to remember where you come from. I remember why I decided to get into athletic training and I wouldn't have met you guys if I wouldn't have decided to go back and figure out why I wanted to do athletic training and decide to stay at the high school level. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of, that's a little overview about who we are. Um, and we are athletic care. I mean, I think, I think we could all kind of, I can speak for all of us when I say, that Athletic Air Sports Health Foundation is the reason that we're all here. Not just because we work here, but because we we care to such like a strong level about what's going on here. Um, and just to kind of expand on that a little bit before we wrap up, we are a nonprofit foundation based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and we provide athletic training care to schools that are underserved. Um, and I know a lot of people, when you hear that, it's like, oh, so you guys are mainly in like the inner city and you work with some of those really low socioeconomic schools. Yeah, we do. But I think it's important to kind of realize that underserved doesn't just mean doesn't have money or status. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we've been able to affect change in some of the rural areas of Missouri. We've made, we've made it out West, um, to, at a community college. Yeah, at a community college, at junior colleges. And me and Brent and maybe Ashley were all talking about this. It is shocking how underserved junior colleges are. Yeah. From a standpoint of they do not have the support of having an athletic trainer. And so that's that's kind of what we get to do here. That's our mission. We are providing athletic trainers to underserved schools. And uh, we started off, we were based primarily in the St. Louis area, um, working with the Ferguson Florissant School District and working with St. Louis Public Schools, uh, Riverview Gardens. Um, I would encourage you guys, if you don't know much about the St. Louis area, do some research on it, look it up, uh, look us up at Athletic Care and see what we do. Um, that's, that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast. We want, we want people to know who we are and we want people to know what we do because it's too special to only be sequestered to, to, to us in St. Louis who know it. 
everybody should know about what we're doing. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to do here. We're going to have a ton of fun with it. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't wait. It's fun. I love that, at least for me, <clears throat> our mission and the schools that we touch and we care for, it really embodies the theme of National Athletic Training Month this year with providing healthcare everywhere. I know other people look at it and, and it's like a different why can't I think of the word, the different areas that you can work in, whether it's, you know, working at college, professional, um, the COPA settings, things like that. But like you can look at it from your individual settings at the secondary school level and even the community college level. We're everywhere. We're providing healthcare everywhere in a variety of settings, having no athletic training room, biggest athletic training room ever. Like we just find ways to provide that care to our kids. Mm hmm. Yeah, so continue to join us on on this journey as we kind of talk about who we are, go through our mission. We're going to be really, we're going to do some really cool stuff. We're going to have we're going to have some of our athletic trainers that we work with at different schools come on and kind of talk about their journey to athletic care and the stuff that they're doing with our foundation. And we just got some really cool stuff. So stay tuned for that. If you guys have any questions and you want to reach out to us. Um, if there's any content that you want us to discuss, go ahead and reach out to our email. It's realatpod at gmail.com. And we've also got some social media stuff coming through. Um, we're going we're gonna to throw up an Instagram page and we're going to throw up a Twitter page. So DM us if you want to hear from us. And we'd love to reach out to you guys. So I don't know how to end this. Like stay breezy? <laughs> No. <laughs> Not stay breezy? No. Okay. Well, I have a beginning, but we have a good week and the catchphrase at the end. We'll have we'll have an ending for you guys on the next episode. <laughs>